Hello everyone. Welcome to episode three of Stirring the Gumbo Pot. This podcast is for and about the history of Black people, the culture of Black people, and the accomplishments of Black people. This podcast aims to inspire, educate, empower, and celebrate the lives and history of Black folks in America and the diaspora. I am your host, the Cajun Peach, and I'm so glad that you are here for the recording of episode three. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm at episode three. Now, if you've been listening to episodes one and two, by now you know that I dedicate each episode of my podcast to um, an African-American person in our history and culture, right? And so I'm going to I'm gonna continue to do that. Every episode, you're going to get a dedication from me from to someone. And also, I'm going to read um, some type of literature, be it poetry or maybe reference a song or highlight uh, some type of artist, an African-American artist at the end of my show. So today's episode is very special for me because today's episode is dedicated to my spiritual mother, none other than Miss Iyanla Van Zandt. Now, Iyanla Van Zandt, if you don't know, is an African-American inspirational speaker, spiritual teacher, author, life coach, TV personality, and former attorney. She's overcome many obstacles in her life and career, including poverty and physical abuse to become a successful author and speaker. She's written numerous books on personal growth, self-help, and spirituality, including Acts of Faith, In the Meantime, Peace from Broken Pieces, One Day My Soul Just Opened Up, and Until Today. She's also a frequent guest on television shows and podcasts. She's had her own TV reality show on the Oprah Winfrey Network called Iyanla Fix My Life. Her current project is a podcast called The R Spot with Iyanla Van Zandt, which focuses on improving relationships. Her teachings focus on the power of forgiveness, healing, and transformation. She encourages individuals to take responsibility for their lives, examine their beliefs and behaviors, and make positive changes. Her message is one of hope, empowerment, and doing the work. She has helped countless of people find healing and transformation in their lives, including me. That's right. She has inspired me in so many ways. Now, my first introduction to Miss Iyanla is through articles that I used to read way back in the day before social media came about. In the, I think the mid early 1990s, I was introduced to Miss um, Iyanla in Essence magazine, uh, and and I used to get these subscriptions. My mother, as a birthday gift every year, my mom would gift me a subscription to Essence magazine. Right, so we grew up on, and I know a lot of African American households used to subscribe to. It was either Essence magazine sitting on that coffee table. Ebony Magazine or Jet Magazine or all three of those magazines. Those were the three magazines that black households had in their home because that was our only uh, resource for African-American life and culture and beauty and art and all of those things. And so so I'm going to have a whole episode on Essence Magazine and the black magazines from back in, you know, back in the day, back in the 70s. That was the only 
like I said, resource that African-American households had to see people who look like us and to see beauty trends and fashion trends in African-American culture. So we'll get, we'll get back to that on another episode. But um, let's talk about how um, I was inspired by Missy Yamla. So it's just amazing how we have some people in the world who are so inspirational and teachers, right? So we have to cherish those people. So she's one of the people that I cherish in my heart and in my life. So she, I was inspired um, by her voice. And so, like I said, I, I came across her in magazines, articles that I read when I was reading my Essence magazines. And they were so inspirational for me because what I got from her, first I got a voice, right? And, and it, it inspired me to feel like I was just inspired to be a better person, to respect myself, to help to, to know what self-worth was and to like, kind of like get my own voice. She made me feel like, I mean, her approach was sort of like a mother. That's why I call her my queen mother, because, um, I felt like I could be like one of her daughters and, um, her voice just like demanded attention, demanded respect and demanded that you take accountability for your life and um, to be have, to have self-love for yourself. So some of the lessons that I, I it's self-love, self-forgiveness, self-respect, and honoring yourself with class, dignity, and love. And so the honoring yourself part is what I hold to throughout my life because I feel like if you don't honor certain things, for yourself in life, then you, you, you're missing a lot in life. You, I don't, for me, I don't think I would have elevated to the woman that I am today without understanding what honoring yourself is. And so though, that is just one of the few things that I learned from Missy Yonla. Those, those are some of the things that she taught me as I read and learned and followed her through her um, journey. Cause now she's like this media mogul. And like I said, she has a podcast now called the R spot. It's on all of the podcast streaming services. You can find her on, on any of those platforms. And it's important that we know what she means to the culture. I mean, the culture needs this queen. She's helped so many black people to do the work on themselves in order to become better people to each other, both men and women and families. You know, you can see it on her show, Iyana Fix My Life, how she helps to coach people through their difficulties, their challenges, their weaknesses to become better people. And so that's why today is a dedication to her. I started scripting this podcast episode in March. Every year, March is Women's History Month. And so I decided I wanted to um, pay homage to or dedicate rather this episode to women, black women. So um, at the end of the show, I have another dedication honoring um, a poet that um, we'll, we'll talk about later. But um, 
that's who my show's dedicated to this week, Iyama Vans and Queen Mother Iyama. So, all right. So moving right along to um, discuss what this show is about. Today's topic is criticism, judgments, low self-esteem, and, and, and courage or lack thereof. So it took me quite a while to get from episode two to record episode two and start recording episode three. I had a long break in between recording these episodes because I just got kind of stuck, I think. And for me, being stuck is based in fear, right? And uh, throughout my life, I've suffered from low self-esteem. And it takes a lot of courage and confidence in order for a person to put themselves out and be a public figure, right? I'm not a public figure, but this is like a baby step to where I want to be and to where I expect to go to and to grow to in my career as a podcaster. And I think having lack of confidence and low self-esteem has held me back for so many years in my life. I have been on this journey for so long, you guys, you have no idea how many stops and starts and stops and starts and unfinished projects I have done. I've started writing plays and stop. I started doing voiceovers and stop. I started doing so many different things in my life and so many projects that I wanted to do. And I just didn't have the, the self-support and the confidence that I needed in order to be able to finish something. Right. And so I wanted to just take some time today on this episode to talk about those things and criticisms. So I think for me anyway, like self-confidence, low self-esteem, um, lack of courage are things that come from, for me anyway, it started in my childhood when I was a little girl. And, um, we, we grew up in the projects and I think I might've mentioned this in one of my earlier episodes where my mom, a single mother, a single widow raised five children on her own in the housing projects in New Orleans, Louisiana, in the, in the Treme um, neighborhood. And in that it was five of us, five girls. And my mom was an amazing mom and she did such an amazing job, I think of raising us, but because we were poor, um, she, we just didn't have a lot. We, we shared clothes and, um, we had hand-me-downs and when we had a little picanini hair, that's what they call, you know, nappy hair, picanini hair. You know, my mom did the best to groom us, but we were not, you know, when you're young, you're not at the age where you can just groom your own hair and do all those kinds of things. We was always at the hairdresser getting our hair straightened. And, um, so we, I, I personally received a lot of criticism as a young girl, I was criticized for, you know, being black and uh, picking any and nappy hair. And I, I used to have a gap in my teeth. I was, you, you know, like black people that gap tooth one in the family, that African trait, the gap tooth, like one, I would think one and maybe five or two and maybe five families have that one person in the family that have the gap tooth. That was me. Okay. I had the gap tooth 
And I was always insecure about it because I was teased about it. And it just held me back for so many years because I was teased about it. I was teased about where I lived. I was teased about so many different things in my life. And so the criticism stuck with me for my entire life. And it turned into self-criticism, self-hate. And that manifested in my life and it shows up as low self-esteem. Relationships um, where I'm involved with men who criticize me for whatever reason, I'm not good enough, I am not pretty enough or specific things that um, I might you know, need improvement on in my life. That be, that turned into low self-esteem. I was in a very bad mentally and emotional abusive relationship for years until I got myself out. And so that too was a part, played a big role in me having low self-esteem. And it wasn't until I got out of that relationship and learned to love myself did I get out of that low self-esteem. I got in a better relationship where I don't have that type of criticism and judgment to, to manifest itself into low self-esteem. So I, I don't have the low self-esteem anymore. I add, I do have some insecurities, but I, they don't show up as low self-esteem for me. So as a young girl, I was, I was always criticized and talked about and looked down upon and excluded and not considered for certain things, right? And so I didn't think that I could do anything. I didn't think that I had the ability. I didn't have the self-work or I didn't value myself like I did. It wasn't until I really started listening and following Missy Yamla that I began to believe those positive things about myself. And so um, criticism hold you back in life. Um, and they're hard to escape because if you don't, if you don't have that belief, if you don't overcome that, you get stuck there. And it's in that stuckness where you just stop and you don't live your life to its fullest potential. And so I just wanted to just kind of talk about some of those things. And if it helps anyone, if I can inspire anyone to, not have those thoughts about yourself or beliefs about yourself and know that you are special and know that you are worthy and love yourself and, and do the things that are going to, you know, like just bring you out of that space. Then you, let me be an example for that because I, I was not always here. It has taken a lot for me to get to this point to episode three and still to this day, I struggle, but I'm getting there. And, um, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get to the level in life in which I want to give, especially with this podcast. And so another thing, um, that I wanted to talk about is having the courage. Courage, um, can be described as the quality of being ready and willing to face negative situations involving danger or pain. It's also the ability to do something that frightens you. The ability to take action despite the fears, Right. And so confidence is built through the experience of taking action and pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone. It comes through as bravery, heroism, 
and and just getting the nerve of um it so i i think i'm there at that point in my life so you know that that's why it's taken me so long to get things done in my life because i just did not have the courage one of the most courageous things I've done is to actually start this podcast. Um, it frightened me for many different reasons, which I've explained already. I, I've allowed it to, um, I've allowed the fear and lack of confidence to hold me back. And I am no longer being weighted down by, by that. I, I just refuse to do it. I'm, I'm not looking back. I am on a trajectory of upward motion and I'm putting myself in position to be one of the number one podcasts. That's what my goal is. And I'm not going to let anything or anyone stop me from accomplishing that. So I've peeled off the low self-esteem. I've peeled off that layer of lacking self-confidence. And I've, I've armored myself with courage. And so I just want to inspire someone or motivate someone to take that step and let go and release yourself from that bondage in your life and, and do what you desire and see yourself in a different level of life in a different place. Right. So that, that's, you know, what, what we, I wanted to talk about today. Um, and so the confidence I had to buy, I had to pull from, I had to go deep and pull from my gifts and my talents and let that be like my compass in life, because I know I have gifts. I know I have talents and I do. And I think I'm showing some of them right now, like my ability to speak um, and to talk and to come across and to be, um, to enlighten people and to motivate people and to just sit here and be a host and a whole, a dialogue. And so those are the gifts and, and my work ethic and my self-discipline, my willing to try and to get that confidence. Um, so it is, it's, it's important to have that confidence. It is necessary for success. And, and I had to look for the purpose for my passion, right? Because I'm passionate about this. I'm passionate to turn my life in a different direction. I don't always want to work a nine to five. In fact, a nine to five is holding me back. I think because yes, I need a paycheck, but I'm not passionate about working for other people. I took the day off to record this podcast because it was holding me back. It was taking up too much time in my life working nine to five is just not purpose driven for me. So I have to live on my purpose, right? I made a choice to see the project out to completion and I, you know, I'm going to do that. I made a promise to myself and I'm holding myself accountable to that. It, it, and this has been one of the most challenging endeavors that I've had to encounter in my life. And I'm, I am so proud of myself for doing this. I'm so proud of myself. I've come a long way, you guys. I have a lifetime of just experience. And so you're going you're gonna to hear all of that, you know, in future episodes. Um, it's not just something that I just decided to just 
do. This has been a journey for me for a long time. And so I'm glad I was able to get over that, that hurdle, that stuck place of stuckness, um, in order to be able to get here and to be on episode three with you guys, I'm just so like really excited. And I just want to encourage people and to let you all know that it's never too late. You can start where you are. I wasted a lot of years. I did. I was afraid it was in fear. And I decided, you know, I'm going to step out on faith, seize the opportunity. What's holding you back. Don't let it hold you back anymore. I was afraid of what people would say and what they, what their thoughts are, but what you think about yourself is the most important thing to, to worry about. Like what you tell yourself, don't listen to other people. Don't be worried about people are going to judge. People are going to hate. People are going to be negative. People are going to, you know, look at you and say, but what are they doing with their lives? Right? Nothing. So don't, don't allow that to stop you from moving forward and doing what it is you want to do in your life. I had to get to a point in my life where I had to reimagine, reimagine my life as something different because right now I'm changing my career. I'm embarking upon a career that I've dreamed about something different, something bold, something out there, something in the media, something in the arts, because that's who I am. I'm not a grants administrator. I do that, but that's not who I am. So I had to reimagine my life to see it for what I want it to be. And I had to learn to put God first. I, I, I'm not like a Bible toting religious kind of person who's going to preach and tell you, you know, God, this and God, that, and Jesus, this, I'm not that person. But when I get into myself and I pray and I cry and I worship, I, I have to put, you have to put God first though. Really? God is number one because God is real for me. And so I, I carry that. That is something that I am true to, um, putting God first in everything I do. And the one thing I'm always also going to do is I honor my ancestors. Oh my God. I am so in love with my ancestors. Y'all. I, um, took a trip for mother's day. Um, not mother's day, my mother's birthday, which is April 21st. And my mother's buried up in the country about an hour and a half away from where I live. And so I drove to my mom, I took her flower gift and laid it on her grave. And I visited with everyone else, all of my family members in the cemetery. And I talked to them. I know it might sound weird to some people, but it's not weird for me. It's comforting and I enjoy it. And I talk to them because I feel like they're still with me and I have angels and I, I just, I owe it to them to be a success, right? That's how, that's how, um, I think that's what I believe about my life. And I'm always going to honor my ancestors and I'm always going to keep God first in my life. And so with that, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am going to end this episode with a um, poem, another dedication, sort of, sort of speak, um, with a poem from a poet named Sonia Sanchez. Sonia Sanchez is um, an American poet. She's an African American poet, writer, and professor. She was a leading figure 
in the black arts movement and has written over a dozen books of poetry as well as short stories, critical essays, plays, and children's books. In the 1960s, she released poems in periodicals targeted towards African-American audiences. She published her debut collections, Homecoming, in 1969. In 1993, she received the Pew Fellowship in Arts and in 2001 was awarded the Robert Frost Medal for her contribution to the canon of, of American poetry. So here's a poem that I picked that um, I thought was, um, it's a 19, it was published in 1971 and um, she put, put an album out of this poem. And so, you know, I like old stuff. I don't know if y'all know that by me about me by now, but I love old stuff. Like I love old artists, like artists from the past. And um, that's just one, I guess, of my niches, like just our history of our artists and our culture. It just resonates with me. And so I'm going to do a poem and I'm going to end the show. And I just want to, um, I'm going to leave you all with, with the poem that I recorded and, um, I hope you tune in to my next episode, episode four, and I'm not sure what it's going to be about right now, but, um, just, just hang on for the ride. I, every episode I ask you guys to hang on for the ride, watch me grow, watch this, listen to this podcast grow, listen to me grow because it's not a visual yet. I haven't started doing any video on this yet because I'm a voice person and I like sound. And so when I think of a podcast, I think audio, I don't think visual because the visual piece I think came in after the audio part. But anyway, when I think of podcasts, I think of audio. So when you hear me, I want you to hear me grow. I want you to hear me improve. I want you to hear how this gets better and hear how I get to the level for which I want this podcast to go and where I want it to be. So um, thank you for joining. Thank you for listening to um, episode number three. And um, here's my poem. Here's Miss Sanchez's poem, um, Don't Want to Be. Don't Want to Be by Sonia Sanchez. Don't Want to Be by Sonia Sanchez. And we got to teach new songs to our children. They got to like be different kinds of people coming behind us. We got to teach them and sing to them songs like Don't Want to Be No Pimp. Cause pimps hate me and you, they mamas, women, sisters too. You name it, any hate will do. Don't want to be no pimp no more. Don't want to be no pimp no more. Don't want to be no numbers runner. Cause runners promise an uptown hit while downtown white boys just sit and sit while counting millions of our four bits. Don't want to be no numbers runner no more. Don't want to be no numbers runner no more. Don't want to be no junkie. Cause junkies kill themselves, you and me. Sticking needles in their arms, legs, knee. While robbing our black communities. Don't want to be no junkie no more. Don't want to be no junkie no more. Just want to be a Reverend Clegg man. A Minister Farrakhan man. A some people Imamu man. An Elijah Muhammad messenger man. Just want to be a black man. A loving my black woman man. A standing still father man. A constant TCB and black man. It's got a B B B B B. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's got a B B B B B. Yeah, 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 yeah.